Hi, I'm Kate. I'm a compulsive eater. Hi, Kate. Um, yeah, it's so nice to be in this room. I have all these people and familiar faces. Um, yeah, just um, trying to get in touch with like that gentle, um, honest voice about my experience, my strength, and my hope in program. Um, so just a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in program about five-ish years. Um, I probably been about 20 pounds more than this and 10 to 15 pounds less than this. Um, I kind of identify in a lot of areas. Like I have, you know, purging in my history. I have compulsive exercise, anorexia. Um, tried pretty much everything. Um, and yeah, I guess for me, it wasn't always very obvious that I was experiencing those things, but I did have a very strong, like intense voice, um, disease that was like everyday relenting, um, obsession with how big I am, how small I am, what I am in comparison to other people, um, you know, that was like the driving force. And um, I didn't have a very big worldview. It was like just what my body looked like, who I was going to date, and um, how I appeared to everybody else. And like, please like me, because that's like my biggest concern uh, in all of that. Because underneath that, I've discovered was a like unrelenting need to be safe. Um, because in my family of origin, it was very chaotic, and there was a lot of push and pull um, between my parents um, in their relationship and um, a history of addiction and rageaholic behavior um, on my mom's side. And it played out. And um, I played that out in a lot of ways, and especially with food. Food was like a nice backdoor um, escape to like kind of uh, either numb out feelings, um, focus energy somewhere else. Um, and I like had a lot of denial and then I would see it and then denial. And um, yeah, so eventually, like, I guess what it looked like was just like um, never feeling like enough. Uh, a lot of it really started in high school because um, my parents' stuff was kind of peaking in terms of, like, their relationship and um, them trying to hold that together but also maintain, like, on the outside, we're fine. You know, we have this house and these kids that do these things and we're doing the things and, like, inside is crazy but we don't talk about it. We don't let anyone know and we're just, like, a kettle that's, like, you know, constantly... Um, so my, like, I had kind of like a split moment where the relationship I was in, um, broke down and I really didn't have anything holding my like emotional sobriety together. And so I was like, fine, I'm just going to control how I eat and how I look to everybody. And like, that's some place where I get a little bit of safety and, um, yeah, so it just kind of spiraled from there. It was a lot of, like, 
running for hours on end in like very intense heat or like how do I get this guy to like me and what am I wearing and um constantly the focus was really on me like in every way it kind of needed to be in order to stay safe but it like played out later on in a lot of ways that um just didn't work anymore and so yeah I took some of that behavior to college um I abused Adderall um I kind of like put a lot of like my higher power and the people I was dating in how people perceived me um and I just like kind of was like unrelentingly like mean to myself um I didn't know that I could enjoy like my hobbies uh, I kind of had like stringing things together uh but my world wasn't very fulfilling because I was always looking for validation anywhere but like within myself um and so, yeah, it kind of continued on like that, and it hit kind of like a breaking point, like probably one of my first bottoms around the time my dad got really sick, and I was exercising like compulsively, and there wasn't really anything you could do to stop me from that. Um, and what's so hard about this disease is um, it's like a legal, like, private way to play out your stuff and so going to the gym a lot while my dad is ill doesn't like speak to anyone really uh as a problem um and so I got like probably 20 pounds less than this and was just like a raging hurt person (laughs) inside um and I like couldn't keep together a relationship that I was in and we broke up and my mom's like alcoholism was like peak um whatever and I was like I'm getting the hell out of here (laughs) and moving to San Francisco and I think there was a thread of like something like wanting to take care of myself and all that but I wasn't in touch with it and so Yeah, like I said, I kind of played out those patterns at work and with the people that I was dating, um, and I got into kind of like a very stressful work situation uh, where it was dealing with like uh, food education. Couldn't put that together. Like those things were not tied, Um, and I was doing something, you know, helpful, and I remember kind of like pounding um these children's snacks and um I just couldn't stop and like that really freaked me out because for so long it had been on the other side of that spectrum and to be honest if it hadn't have hit that point I think I would have stayed out of these rooms because it was doing what I wanted which was like just stay small um keep forcing things to happen that aren't meant for you (laughs) and um yeah I played that out for a little while longer and I um was stringing together like um grad school and a full-time job and um in that place I decided you know uh, I wanted to do a yoga retreat and I went on this yoga retreat and this woman um who had been like a recovering anorexic for a long time um, 
I was just something about her. I finally felt like I could talk about it. Um, all the people I had told up until that point, which was like one or two, I like subconsciously knew I wasn't going to get help from them because they didn't really have the capacity to do much with them. Um, and so she was like, it was just such a relief. And I remember crying and I remember being like, this is the point. Okay. Like it wasn't necessarily like the raging, you know, running for 50 minutes or purging when they have like a batch of whatever uh but it was enough mentally that I was just exhausted and um I got back after that uh yoga retreat and um just started googling stuff and met this um doctor that kind of specializes in both just like general practice and eating disorders and she showed me this list of stuff that I could like be doing and they just like pointed to one and I was like okay fine um I'll go to OA and so I had no concept of 12 step um it's just really funny I just went in totally blind and backwards (laughs) uh which was perfect because (laughs) I just kind of like explored it for myself um I hated it at first. Um, It made me really sad. Um, But slowly, thank you, um, I met some people and I kind of just tried. I kept trying. Um, I met my sponsor and she, um, you know, we really complimented each other. We needed each other just as much um, as I needed her, um, which was really cool. I never thought that I was worth like receiving that kind of help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we just kept um, working the steps um, and uh, I kept showing up and I kept just like, I was really desperate. So I can't really explain it other than that was like keeping me in the rooms. And um, yeah, I got through grad school during that time. I just like, it's so crazy to me that I would have just kept playing out this like exercising and overeating and everything without any help if I had gone to grad school. Like I needed my full attention. I needed a whole team of people (laughs) to get through it. I like would break down and like I have to write this paper and it's so intense. And it was like five other people that would be like, just tell me when you've written one page just one page and we'll finish like this paper and like that's how I got through um and like as I got stronger and more capable in that um you know I got my first job while I was in there I was like president of my like class in grad school and like I got like the dean's medal like stuff that was just like way beyond what I thought I was capable of um and yeah, I still don't always know how to give myself credit for those things. Like, that is insane to start recovery and do grad school at the same time. Um, but I don't think I could have done it any other way. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been, like, a really cool journey of, like, yes, I'm afraid every day. Like, borderline just a little bit when I wake up. But, um I've been able to walk with fear into, like, new situations all the time. Um, I just, 
like this year alone I was reflecting on like what is the stuff that I'm grateful for and going through my calendar and like you know I have this tendency to like hyper focus on like one or two things that are wrong just like (laughs) disregard that like I'm healthy I haven't purged I'm not overeating for the last five years Um, that I have a safe place to live, I have roommates that I like, I go to a career that I like completely changed like career mode and um, like that's been really cool Um, and so it's just been like this process of like seeing what's possible. Um, I started um, surfing this year, I tried rock climbing I went on my first backpacking trip. Um, I've been doing creative projects. Um, been doing a lot more writing. Um, yeah, and just really building like the foundation to have more self integrity. And that was not what I thought the steps were gonna do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mostly, like this sounds like a broken record, but all of this has never been stuff that I expected or could have described to you or could have dreamed up. Um, and so that's been really cool. Um, and also uh, just, you know, I guess some of the things that have been the most important for me in the steps is now I work two programs um, and they play really well together to reinforce, you know, like the relationship stuff and how that plays out with food. And um, I did like a really, <laughs> I don't know, your first like ninth step for me was so big because um, it was a lot of like, okay like who what like that's so much stuff um that's kind of uh hard to look at but now it's like oh yeah I can look myself in the mirror I've said sorry I've tried to be responsible for what I can be responsible for and then like that's enough there's like I can't keep paying the price for my past forever and like it's time to move on so essentially yeah I have integrity now (laughs) like yeah um and I guess I'm trying to think here uh the last things I want to share but yeah the ninth step was huge for me um and like just getting to show up every day so if I had to just get really current with how I use it today it's like I'm waking up I'm writing I'm doing 10 steps gratitude lists trying to meditate a little bit and you know um I'm coming home to myself Mm -hmm. um I'm learning to like really like myself and I don't um think that that's like has an end um it's just going to keep evolving and so I can get really ruffled um you know I have some weird situation with like kind of triangulated between some people at work and I still create alcoholic families like wherever I go um and though I'm learning how to deal with that but I show up every day as an adult and I see my part I see um in my boss I see myself or I try to um and that gives me a little bit of space to be like how can I work with this 
for today. Um, I also get to process um, grief in a much healthier way, um, kind of looking at friendships right now uh, through a totally different lens. And like when I write about it every day, those things, I can like get angry there. I can put it in an appropriate place. I can share it with the appropriate people and like kind of move through things a little bit at a time. I was nervous because I was like in a funk for the last two or three days. I can't go to the meeting (laughs) in a big old funk. I mean, I can actually. I'm allowed to show up however I want any day of the week when I'm in OA. But um, I will say that um, when I talk to my sponsor, she's like, the only thing you have to do is the next right thing. And so the next right thing turns into writing gratitude lists, turns into asking someone how they're doing, turns into going to a meeting, turns into me sharing and finding someone in the room that's exactly the same page that I'm on because we're not like doing this in a vacuum. And like it lifts slowly but surely and it's not like the only channel forever. So I get to experience more emotions than I've ever gotten to experience. I just would have to say also, like, who would want to watch a movie where it's just like, this is the happy movie, and it's only happy, and this is the only thing. And um, my life gets to have happy moments, and it gets to have sad ones, and I get to experience um, grief, and I I get to all these experiences. So it's very rich, and... I can like come back to myself and um, keep trying and like that's the only thing that's really worked is that I'm like picking away at this giant thing but I just keep trying and falling down or getting up or walking and I'm not doing it alone. So yeah, I Mm -hmm. guess that's everything. Thanks for listening.